Crowhill here. Today we review a Kolsch and discuss the Belt and Road Initiative. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What's on your mind today? Have you heard of the BRI? B, uh, B, R, no. Yeah, okay. That sounds like, is, is that a, like a 70s rock band? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. That, that was Bachman Turner over time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the BRI is this international uh, network to upgrade our ability to ship and move goods, mostly over land, over sea, not so much through the air, just, um, what would you call it? The shipping infrastructure, Do yeah, infrastructure, supply ports. chain stuff, yeah, supply chain, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, we just had right. We've been talking about supply. I've never heard of the word supply chain spoken so much since the uh, yeah. Probably heard life. it more in the last year and a half than I've heard the rest of my life. Combined. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, there's de decaying infrastructure. There's a reliance on old modes of transportation. How about this? Think about this. Think big term. Yeah. A trillion dollar investment. Right. Linking places around the globe. East, west, water, land. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, a trillion dollar, yeah, you know, billion here, billion there. So you, so, so you're talking about a trillion dollars. We just spent $4 trillion to reduce inflation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, we're going to pay for this too. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, no, sir. No, we're right? not paying for it. Right? So, yeah. Martians I mean, are paying so for it. So, the news just no. keeps getting better. Okay. So, not only... Yes, well, right. Right. It's like, yeah, okay, great. It's great for the rest of the world, and the United States is footing the bill again. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, protecting like, Europe and yeah, whatever. Yeah. We protect all the sea lanes. We Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We'll right, take... Yeah. We'll, we'll eat that, too. Sure. No, sir. -y. No. No, the United Somebody States... Somebody else is paying for it. Not paying for it. Yeah. Okay. So, what's to worry about? The EU's paying for it? Well, not exactly. I mean, we got to go a little further east for this one here. For Russia. Russia's paying for it. More? More? Mo more. Uh, yeah, that's uh, China. China. China's paying for it. So, the, I mean, let's, I don't know. Let's explore a possible downside. Yeah, a possible <laughs> downside. A possible downside. All right, before before we talk about that, though, I want to get into this very super clear. Light. Good grief. This is This is super light. This is a Kolsch, and apparently there's some confusion about how you're supposed to pronounce a Kolsch. I, I just say Kolsch. I don't care about, you know, trying to learn German to say the name of my beer. Ooh, that's nice. It's, so, uh, technically, it's like champagne or tequila, right? Is, hmm. it, is, is that, it's, it's from Cologne. Right. I think that's how they pronounce it. Yes. So, uh, Kolsch, technically, it's, yeah, you're right. It's like champagne, which has to come from Champagne Valley right. or whatever. And a Kolsch has to come from Cologne, but and nobody pays attention to that. It's How about this one? Where did, did this one come from Cologne? No, this one came from about 45 minutes from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Up in good old Poolsville, Maryland. Poolsville, Maryland. In, in, uh, Buddy of mine County. used to live in Poolsville, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, right there on the Potomac, I yeah, believe. That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is there, right is there near the White's Ferry. White's Ferry, the, yeah. uh, or the Jubal Early. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, right. Did, and did he get canceled? Jubal Early? Yeah. I don't know. Is it yeah. any statues of Jubal Early been yeah, Probably down? not. I, he's probably too far down the food chain for people to even know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Jubal Early, who the heck is that? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's some Old Testament prophet. Yeah, yeah, but there, there's some PhD student out there yeah. trying to yeah. make a name for himself. So, so anyway, anyway, so what's so a Kolsch anyway? So a Kolsch is a white German. Um, it's 
it's like an ale, but then it's also cold fermented. Yes, and it's a it's an ale that you that drinks like a lager. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's the most lagery of ales. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be a great summer. And for brew. being so ridiculously light, mm-hmm. it's still got a nice mm-hmm. maltiness to it, which really surprises me. No, it's full of flavor. Yeah. Yeah, you look at it and you think, that's, is there that's, anything in there? Yeah, I know what's what's in that, but it's actually a, a quite pleasant beer, and it's a pleasant uh, summer four and a half percent. Yeah, and it's a great it's a it's a great summer style. I think uh, yeah, I think I think we need to bring this along to our uh, summer party coming up. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Very very nice. Okay. So, what's the other name for the Belt and Road Initiative? Uh, the this new Silk Road. Yes, yes. Well, you want to talk about the old Silk Road? I do. I do want to talk the about the old Silk Road right. because so the old Silk oh. Road is an interesting concept, and it started. It actually started as the Persian Royal Road. All right. Um, Modern so day the, the Iran. The, per, the yeah the Persian Empire had all these these trading routes that extended from Iran east and west, and and then eventually. Um, when the Han Dynasty in the second century started building out their roots, BCE sort of, or uh, uh, in, in the in the common, yeah, era? common era, right? So when when the Chinese started building out their roots, they sort of connected up with what used to be the old Persian Royal Road. So you had this connection. It's not just one road either. It's a it's a yeah a whole bunch of different roads, and they connected China all the way out into the beginnings of Europe, which is just amazing yeah. you know being able to tr- could you imagine like very few people traveled the whole distance usually you'd you'd take something and you'd you take it some distance and some other trader would take it this next distance right yeah and it yeah. would move yeah. its way back and forth you can imagine these caravans and markets and yeah uh, right where- but even at that i mean think think about how much you could actually carry you know you've got you've got a horse and you've got a cart how, how much <laughs> silk or whatever it is you're trying to carry how much can you put in that cart yeah and think how i mean would it be like this when you think how about when you think of a wagon going out west right something like that right i mean i i, I think of it being about that size mm-hmm. and that's what two horses maybe a camel or, or something yeah. <laughs> right now once you had a big caravan you yeah. could st- maybe you could a series still have a, of them you have a lot but but still for every for every human being and their beasts of burden and their cart, there isn't really a whole lot of cargo, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? For, per per person, so it, it makes me wonder about the, like the pay scales and stuff, like the 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 human, how much of the human is making mm-hmm. per pound of cargo. Nowadays, you know, you put stuff on a train, you've got uh, hu- huge amounts of goods. But anyway, yeah, so I think the does the original name come from the Roman desire for eastern silk. Yes. Well, the, well, the original road was the Royal Persian Road, and then the, the once it became the Silk Road, yes, it was because the Chinese were hoarding the secret to making silk, which had to do with that uh, caterpillar, right? Yeah. And uh, and then there was this big effort to steal the caterpillars <laughs> from the Chinese. Yes, so. Yeah. Right. So that they could figure out how to make silk in the West, and and a lot of people were executed trying to steal the. the the caterpillar state secret apparently it was a couple of a couple of jesuits who snuck into uh into china and stole the caterpillars <laughs> you have to have a caterpillar breeding ground and i guess then, and yet you, you can't just bring one you know 
<laughs> you got to bring a box full of caterpillars. Right, right, you can't expect them to supply all the silk for the Western Empire. And you got to know what they're going to eat, right? So I guess you got to learn, yeah, you got to learn what, uh, how these things live and, and then what do you do with them. But anyway, <laughs> this, this, yeah, Silk Road, a big part of it was the silks coming from the East and then whatever we had, you know, right. going back to... Apparently horses were a big deal. Yes, actually, yeah. that's a good point because horses were a really big deal when the, when the Chinese went and went west they found these areas that would later be like the mongolian where the huns were yeah and they found these really nice horses right. and they said look we don't have anything like this yeah right we got stumpy little horses yeah. actually even the <laughs> mongols had you know apparently for the weather conditions and whatever they you know they were arabian horses no they, they, they were, were pretty they were pretty small they but were they small. Mean, tough and... they, yes they were tough and and strong but they weren't the great big horses that we and that's what the chinese not for not necessarily for work i think you know they just loved the prestige of having a you know one of these big gorgeous horses yeah yeah it's it's actually the the variety in horses is pretty amazing it is amazing yeah so the yes there was all this trade going on where they were trying to get horses and you know silk and gold and everything else going back and forth across these roads and of course the roads were to some extent, harassed by by uh, robbers and, and all that kind of thing. So it was a dangerous business, yeah. traveling back and forth. And then we have Marco Polo mm-hmm. was one of the first... The, 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 the success of the Silk Road was the effort to make it safe. Yes. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, you had to do that because you can't... Remember, remember after the Soviet Union fell, there was a period of time where there was almost no trade you, you couldn't do a lot of trade in Russia because the roads weren't safe, because there were bandits <laughs> out there, you know, stealing from people. Well, if you can't trade in a situation where you, where you have that kind of thing going on. So, yeah. yes, trying to keep the roads safe was a big part of... Yeah, like, well, like you, like you said about the ocean waterways. You can't right. have Somali pirates. Right, right, right. So the U.S. Navy, one of their big jobs is we basically keep the waterways safe. So that we can have trade. Right. So, all right. So that was great. That was, that was about 1,400 years of Silk Road. <laughs> yes. uh, pretty, pretty awesome, successful thing. Uh, and then United, then China became a backwater. Yes. And then even under the, then under the commies, it became a bigger backwater. Yes. Uh, mostly because, you know, be, because they... Because communism doesn't work. Because communism is <laughs> dumb and yeah. telling people that you're not, that making wealth a crime is kind of a disincentive to producing anything yeah I, th- I think i would attribute if i was i mean i'm no historian but if i were to attribute two the two main reasons for why china became such a ridiculous backwater one was communism and two was you had one guy who made all the rules and they could be really stupid rules like go out and kill all the sparrows or what you know what a, what was that dumb thing that the, yeah yeah, the mouse thought that what was the, the the sparrows were were eating something which was causing trouble. So go kill all the sparrows, and then that caused the war on other... right. The war on sparrows resulted in, but the sparrows were eating all of the all locusts the and growth. Yeah, which which we ha- so then they all came out and ate all the crops, and then there was starvation. But so anytime you have a situation where one person is running everything, it's going to be catastrophic. Which, which I hope is uh, what's going to happen with okay, uh, so China. Now, now, you know, they had um, Deng. Was he the last? Was he the previous? 
thing before she before she yeah I she's can't thing yeah anyway he was he was more along the lines of of um of old Mao mm-hmm. and I, he's forward looking and he's made himself right they're supposed to have like five year terms yeah. But he's president and for life. He's basically. Pres- basically, he's president. But for life. China finally decided that they realized that communism as an economic policy wasn't really working very well. So yeah. they came up with this, with this sort of market version of yeah. communism, yeah. where they they would allow people to uh, to make money and to trade and to you know get the economy going. Yeah, it's and, but well, they it, still had the one party control. It was one party control. There's going to be it's going to all of the major corporations are. At the very least, have a, a CCP minder mm-hmm. keeping, but it's finally okay to be rich, mm-hmm. and the Chinese know how to get rich. Yes, uh, once if you're, if you're if you're not being not afraid of being tortured for it. Yeah, so. well, yes, a lot of Chinese have become very very wealthy yes. uh, because they finally opened up to having a market based uh, economy. So. To some extent. I mean, it's still controlled by a lot of different things, but it's more market-based than it ever was before. Right. So in 2013, they had... What, but what was the, what was the first name they had for it? It's, it's had a few names, but uh, at any rate... Was, well, <clears throat> instead of... we get, They got rich by building factories for anybody using their billion people yeah. as cheap labor. So Paying them every, 25 every, cents a day. Yeah, or so something, yeah. every... Starting off with cheap crap, yeah. every factory w- wanted to be in China, and they got better and better at it until you know you got high level, uh, you know, electronic equipment. And you and useful idiot George Bush gave them most favored nation status, oh, so that thanks, uh, George. yeah. So I, 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 you know, every once in a while I despair at how stupid our leaders are. You know, didn't the, the, the idea at the time was. Oh, but if they trade and if they start to understand capitalism and start to have money, then they'll start to learn freedom. Why would you think that? No, I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think that I think that's a I think that is a good thought. Look, oppressed people who have nothing are just being told what to do. If you give if if they can t- get a taste of capitalism, then freedom, then then their desire for freedom will follow. I don't but think why that that's would, a terrible. But why, but why would freedom follow from having money? Like it's very easy to imagine a situation where people have a lot of money and they have a lot of comforts and they can you know go to the baseball game and they can eat nice food and all that kind of stuff. But still, they have the communist watcher and they you know they're they're very controlled. Yeah. So freedom seems to be based on something other than just wealth. Yeah. Well, say. So, Yes, but I, I I get the idea of it of of that opening the door. Now you're getting a taste of what Western life is like. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting TVs and blue jeans and who knows maybe something pernicious like rock and roll and Ameri- you know um, Hollywood movies. Uh. All of these things are will, will will creep in, and at some point the people will just say, "Look, we don't want to just nibble on this." We want the whole thing. Yeah. And um, anyway, it didn't work out that way. It didn't work that so they way. Got, yes. So they got rich and they're more and more sophisticated. Of course, there's still, it, it's still a culture that where the individual is subject to the, to the, the, yeah. to, to the masses. Yes. So, so that, that individualism 
and innovation is suppressed. So they're very good at, say, taking a generic drug that has is past its patent time mm-hmm. and doing a better job than anyone else right. of manufacturing it cheap. But innovation is where they is where they lack, and they're where they've always lacked. And I think it's built into the culture that that lack of individualism is uh, commensurate with well, I'm a lack t- of. I'm going to tie this innovation. Back. I'm going to tie this back to that strange conversation. I think we both listened to Brett Weinstein interviewing uh, Rivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, and he one of the things that they went back and forth about was that the genius of the West is cooperation and competition. And and that, they, and that people cooperate in order to compete. It's kind of like it's kind of like we want a level playing field. We want to cooperate to create a level playing field so that everyone can compete fairly. Yes. Right? And, and, you know, and you're always fighting with that balance. Yes. But once you start swinging in either direction, uh, it falls apart. Yes. And this this idea, it's kind of like, it's kind of like cricket. You know, it's kind of like the idea of, no, these are the, this, this, these are the rules for cricket. You know, and we want to have a, a, a level field. We want to have, uh, we want to have <laughs> rules. We want to have rules. We want, this is the way it's going to be. And the reason we have these rules, we're cooperating to create an environment where we can compete fairly. And that's not what you see in China. They steal our intellectual, intellectual property. They, they are not cooperative. They're bullies. Yeah, they're not and, innovators. Yeah. And they're not, they're not, they want to compete. Yes. And they want to win. But they don't want to do it in a fair uh, no, 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 level playing right, field. Right. I mean, the, the country is, is flooded with uh, fake designer goods right. and fake fake everything. They have no problem. It, it's, it seems to be a very uh, a culture lacking in honor, m- honor and morality, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. It is very surprising. Godless heathens. <laughs> it is very surprising because a lot of times you think of Oriental cultures as being very honor based honor based yeah true but i'm not sure it, it's honor you know a friend of ours who spent a lot of time over there says no it's not about honor it's about saving face it's about i see don't confuse the two yeah 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 so it's not a question of here are some rules and we should need to follow them it's more a question of i need to make sure that i look good right so in this process of getting rich yeah they uh, used their massive the workforce to undercut everybody else and bring all the factories there and all they're doing is making the things that we would have made in our own country if we could have so we just send our baseball glove for whatever 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 factory you want to make you send our engineers over there they'll build a factory for you over there and but they're not producing anything yeah help me out and with getting this. rich yeah i yeah you're yes i agree but you gotta help me out with this when i was taking some notes on some of this I wrote down brides, tunnels, and railway lines. And oh, I, I yeah. Now it's mail order brides. You think was that's that, what I, it well, is? I don't, I don't know I, what it has to do with the tunnels. And, yeah. So I was watching one of those documentaries on <laughs> on the Belt and Road Initiative. Brides, tunnels. Do you know what I'm? What, what I was getting out there. Yeah. I mean, doesn't the uh, tunnels and the railways does that give you any hint that oh. uh, there might be some bad spelling? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Okay. Bridges. Hey, okay. Bridge, bridges, tunnels. Yes. yes. Bridges, tunnels. So the Chinese are building all these bridges, tunnels, and railway lines to connect 
China to Europe. Right, hold on, yes. So no, building up to that. So now they're now they're rich and within their own country. Yeah. And you're like, well, all right, all right. I mean, okay, we can use them as our labor, the world's labor force. But Xi Jinping has bigger plans. Yeah, he didn't want to plans. just be there. Remember, we we talked about the the one of the drawbacks of democracy is having this short term vision. Do you, I mean only China or somebody else? Some other dictatorial yeah. circumstance could have a thirty-year plan. We can hardly have a two-year plan. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very depressing that it's in our culture. There really isn't anybody who's yeah. looking for what are we going to do for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you do it, right. and then even if you do pass some fifteen, years, doesn't they're mean just, anything. They just change it two years later. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. So, right. So she says. Winnie the Pooh says. I got an idea. But maybe not just him, but the Chinese people together said, well, all right, that's it. enough of this. Yeah, let's let's build everything that we need so that we can... Cause why, does the, why, do, does, why does the United States and the West have to be at the center of the, of the world? And also, they want to drive a wedge between the U.S. and the EU. So they want, they want to say, to get the U, EU to be less dependent on the United States, get them more dependent on China. So we're just going to drive our goods right into Dusseldorf. Yes. Yeah, there was a funny name for a town in Germany. It wasn't Dusseldorf, it sounded a lot <laughs> yes, like Dusseldorf. It and it was, never heard it was it, becoming but... the big center where all this cargo was coming in from China. Right, constantly. because they have a... Well, it's, 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 it's a dying town that used to be a steel town, yeah. that ex, but has a lots of ports. Yes, has a lot of... In, a lot of Maybe not the greatest infrastructure, but at least place for room yes. for building the infrastructure. Yes, in a great location. Yeah. And so the Chinese come in now. So the Chinese are helping, quotes, all of these places around the world. Djibouti. Yeah. This tiny little place right at the edge of the the Red Sea on the yeah. way to the Suez Canal. Right. right? Yeah. Also, their, their access to Central Africa. Building ports, hey, hey, don't worry about it. We'll loan you the money, and yeah. guess what? You don't have the technology to build a first-class port. We'll do that for you, too. Yeah. And and people are signing on. What, what, what kind of numbers do we have here? we got half the daggone planet. Is uh, Lots of countries are being sold by this. We'll come in, and we'll help you, and we'll improve your economy, and all this other kind of stuff. And then, and then what they find out is they're in debt to the Chinese, and they don't hire local workers. They bring in Chinese workers to do all this kind of stuff. There you go. 147 countries accounting for two-thirds of the world's population and 40% of global GDP have signed on to the... have projects of one kind or another related to the BRI. Yeah, so, so here nuts. there are two things about this. You brought this up earlier, but there are two things about our so-called leaders that just drive me nuts. One, as we've discussed, is the inability to do any sort of long-term planning because how can you plan any more than four years? Because yeah. you don't, you know, but this, that's one big problem. But the other big problem is this continual uh, inability to see what's going We've known know. about we've known yeah. about the Chinese. Oh, yeah. The Chinese are trying to eat our lunch and we're just sitting around saying, well, there's a refrigerator. I mean, it's it's the short amazing. The short sightedness is astonishing. They're so worried about stupid, petty, back and forth political yes. stuff. Yes, cutting off your nose to spite your face because you will you will undercut the op the opposing party for something that is good for America if for for short term political gain. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what we're what, what, what to do about. It. So, what are the other downsides of uh, of this? Look, if we if we invested a trillion dollars, uh, we would expect we would expect to gain some benefit. It's not just to you know not altruistic trillion dollars to benefit the world, and hopefully we get to break even. Obviously, we want to reap some benefits of that. That's capitalism. Everybody who owns a business is providing a good or service that somebody else wants, but not for nothing. In a way... So, why wouldn't you expect China to get something out of it? In a way, this is very much like the East India Company. Uh Uh-huh. You know, trying to move, move trade out into these different areas so that these big corporations can make money off off the trade and that's what the chinese are doing and and from one perspective great if you're gonna if you're gonna open up trade routes and allow people to trade freely and all that kind of stuff that's a good thing repair all these crumbling dusty ports and right and and replace replace these crappy trains with these high-speed electric trains except the chinese the chinese aren't that way like even even look at something like uh say entertainment if you if if Disney wants to do business in China, they have to follow China's rules about yeah. what movies they can show. They're going sc- to they're screen the movie. If there's yes. anything, if Apple wants to do business in China, China's going to tell them what they. So this isn't just free and open trade with this big network of you know tra- trains and planes and automobiles. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's China trying to dictate to the rest of the world how things are going to be done. Yeah. Yeah, they they are going to be they're going to improve the movement of goods, supply chain throughout the world, and put themselves at the center. Exactly. While mon- I mean, they how how you surveil a billion people, I don't know, but they do it. Yeah. And everything is taken into account. Everything is being monitored. Everything is being filmed. Mm-hmm. Every, all activity runs through. Goes through the CCP. Yes, and, and what do you think is going to happen with all this infrastructure that they're building? Like, for example, there are uh, there are a lot of there's a lot of Chinese technology that people in the West are starting to use, even just like five G stuff. That people are realizing, wait a minute, that's surveillance technology too. Tick tock, tick tock. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that China brings to market. It's not just a product to be a great product. They have a plan by 2049, which is like the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party in yes. China, that they, they want to be the dominant cultural, military, economic force on the planet. Yeah. And they I have mean, a plan the, to the, get there. The, 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 it's impressive, yeah. really. The scope, it's everything from, from putting... From paying for private schools in the West to teach children Chinese, yeah. right? Inexpensive, high-quality private schools where part of it is a pro, has a sneaky pro-China agenda. Yeah. These these Confucian institutes throughout. You know, just we want to we want to share our culture with the rest of the world. And and our moron Blinken goes over to China and says, "We need more interchange. We need more Chinese students. Why are we educating Chinese students in our what we know to send them back to China so that they can yeah, defeat us?" There was there was a time when so, when certain countries were restricted from entering the MIT nuclear engineering program, yes. and they bitched about it. And yeah. so you know, because I I don't know, that's racially insensitive. Yeah. We we are so we have 
we are the opposite of China. China has all this foresight. They're looking to 2049. No. We're, we're not looking at Naval anything. gazing. Yeah. We, we are so behind in this battle, and it's very discouraging. And it's hard to believe that we're run by, that our country, the greatest, richest, most powerful country in the world, is run by a bunch of absolute lunatics. Now you got a military. What did the guy say? He says, we're going to try to out-pronoun our enemies. Right? This is how we're thinking. Okay, can we wrap up with, with the, the only possible rosy picture that there is? Is there one? Is that it doesn't work. Well, I hope that they've overextended. Yes, that, that Gordon Chang, who... You say he's you say he's a Fox contributor. I know him mostly from the John Bachelor show. Mm-hmm. This guy knows China inside and out. He's, he speaks Chinese. He's half Chinese, uh, and that's all he does is focus on, is focus on China. And he wrote the coming collapse of China is his uh, is his book. So right now it just looks like great gangbusters. Yeah. But if it turn if, if these you know if these ports start losing money, see that this is the thing, they don't mind losing money. If they can get their hooks in, right? Well, while a purely capitalist co- co- country doesn't think like that. If it's a fail, it's a fail. They said, "Well, I, I heard an interesting quote. They're like, look, they're willing to eat ten cylindras for one Tesla.' Yeah, and we're so, not willing to do that. So, which is which is because we don't have nobody's got the money for that. Well, they, even in our system, you. But have- they don't. Oh, no, just let me finish. We don't do that because we don't have the money for that. They think that they have the money for that. I think this is how it goes, that they could just build cities where nobody's going yeah. and nobody lives there, build them just to keep people employed and to learn how to build. I mean, they can they can probably build a bridge or a dam twice as fast as anybody else can because yeah. they, they have developed this technology, but they're just burning through, through cash. Isn't eventually going to back? Well, they, they also have a coming demographic collapse because they aren't They're having enough child. children, right? So th- that's that's a problem. But the other thing is, like, even in our system, you have a big difference between the publicly owned and traded company that's looking at quarter by quarter profits, yeah, and like the family owned or you know a privately held corporation that is able to think in terms of decades rather than quarters. Right. So, so you're right, we're losing money now, but we're defeating our competitors yes. in the process and once they fall away then we'll eventually Yeah, there are some like Hearst for example was a big publishing company and they are privately held and they're able to think long term. They're yeah, able to yeah. think, you know, in terms okay. of decades instead of in terms of quarters and that's and that's a good thing. But not enough of what goes on in the United States is like that. Too much is just this, okay, if I, if I make a big profit this quarter and I get my bonus so that I can buy my yacht and, you know. Right, but what's the, what's the potential downside for this, for this trillion-dollar investment? For, what's, for China or for yeah, us? for China. For, well, the potential downside is that it all falls apart. And, like, for example, they build a bunch of stuff in some little country in Africa, and the country says, okay, fine, we're going to take over. Because that's politically unstable, and they, they, what could happen is they build all this infrastructure, and then other people just say, okay, fine, now it's ours. Yeah, I, well, I'm not sure that's going to happen. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, actually, the, so it's losing its popularity, and people are pulling out mm-hmm. because they're watching other other. Well, the Italians other. don't want the Chinese to come in and tell them how to 
change their culture and do things the way the Chinese want to do them. Yes, and in uh, or <clears throat> in Djibouti is the first military base outside of China. They have mm. a military base there. Chinese have a military base in Djibouti. Yes. Okay. Not cool. No. But I mean, we have one in every place on the planet. But but we're the good guys. We're, we're the good guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. But what? So when it. We're going to loan you $500 million and build the port for you with Chinese labor and Chinese technology and Chinese engineers. Yeah, what I and, hope. And you're going, whoa, whoa, what are we getting out of this? Oh, yeah. you've got to pay the bill. Then when they can't pay the bill, they go, look, you don't have to, we're not going to forgive, we don't forgive loans. We're China. That's yeah. for the IMF. We don't forgive loans. We'll just take, instead of running the port for you. Now we on a five, Yes, on a five, right, on a five-year lease. Yeah. Well, how about this? We'll just take the port, you know, and then that would be, if they start doing that, they've already got all the mines. We already did the EV thing on the cobalt. They're already buying up all the mines in Africa. Yeah. Well, what, I'm, mean, what, what I'm hoping, where, where, though. Where's the collapse coming from, Gordon? What I'm hoping, well, I'd like to hear what he has to say about that, but what I'm hoping is that, you know, you have political instability in a place, and somebody says, oh, here the law says this. There was this contract. There was this agreement. And they'll say, I don't care. So what I'm kind of hoping is that a lot of the countries where China is putting all this investment just say, sorry, we've just devalued our currency and, you know, we're not recognizing that deal and it's, it's over. Right. Sorry. And you get, a, you get a couple of those and then the other deals that are still in the works, they they look at it, they go, wait a minute, it's really not working. It didn't work out for that country. It didn't work out for that country. It didn't work out for that country. Maybe yeah. we'll just dial back on these contracts because they bully, haven't started yet. Being a bully sooner or later catches up with you, and you would hope. So, yes, yeah. maybe we'll do this. Let, let's let's see what uh, what Gordon Chang's yeah. underlying premise is right. for thinking that, and we'll do a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so... Okay, what you got? So, not, not good. Well, you tell me. So, Italy is... Well, actually, it's not Italy. It's the. It's a particular state in Italy. This is, this is not... A state a, prosecutor in northern Italy has demanded the cancellation of 33 birth certificates of children born to lesbian couples dating back to 2017, saying... The name of the non-biological mother should should be removed, and this is in Padua, and they're basically saying that... Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you're not the mother of the child. You're, right. You're, you're the other person who's standing in the, in the operating room. And they say marriage is only between a man and a woman. Yes. Good for them. So... So Italy has civil unions for homosexual couples, but not marriage. That's the way it ought to I be. I know. What's so hard about that? I don't understand the... Pro I don't understand why that wasn't... Good enough. <laughs> yeah, like this. He goes, putting a non-biological mother on the birth certificate makes no logical sense. It's just a lady that happened to be there at birth who is now treated like the mother. Yeah, why don't we just make one of the nurses? Uh, the <laughs> yeah. other, the mother. This ruling protects kids from selfish adults who want to pretend to be parents without going through the necessary steps to become parents. Yeah. All right. So, so Luca Chiriana 
the Minister for Parliamentary Relations says, in Italy, marriage is only between a man and a woman, and therefore only the biological parent is the parent whose surname can be registered. Well, I mean, I don't know if this some, is Some gonna... small little amount of <laughs> yes. sa sanity being injected into the insane world that we live in. So... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why would the other lesbian mom be... What is it? The other mom and other mom. What well, other mom? He would do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah he said, breathe, matter. breathe. <sighs> All right, well, thank you, Italy. So All right. you're our, you're our uh, country of the week. <laughs> Cheers. Crowhill here. Thanks so much for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. If you like the show, please tell a friend or share it in whatever way seems appropriate to you. We also have a website, beerandconversation.com. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at pigweedshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.